Talk 11, part 2, part 2, part 2, part 2, part 2, part 2, part 2. Feel free Friday. I'm Demarcus Black. Hey, this is Vic Damone. How y'all doing? Hey, we got DBE in the house. What's good? I'm going to say, Kelly, as you're sitting down, we're going to get away from pizza makers because that's not what we want to hear about. Thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, I can go with it, but if, if we're going to sit down and look at what we are expecting out of someone, then we need to be able to address that with them up front. And, and you need to have your evaluation criteria down in such a way that you're laying everything out for them and you hold true to your own evaluation criteria, right? Because you can ha you can put forth a tremendous amount of effort and you can go off in your direction and you believe you're doing well, but if it doesn't match up with your evaluator's criteria, that's going to be effort misplaced. So, and, and to that point, if you're the evaluator and you're not providing clear a clear criteria to the person that's that's providing all this work they're going to feel that their effort was overlooked or misplaced so i think it's you know it's twofold it's on the individual doing the job and on, and on the individual evaluating frank says can an evaluator see proficiency as individualized more so meaning is proficiency based on productivity alone or resiliency in effort basic can be subjective well um, I, I will tell you this. This is my opinion while you're getting your thoughts together. Yeah. I do not believe it is going to be, yes, I think to a certain extent it can be individualized because you need to know the capabilities and limitations of each and every employee to who works for you to extent. But again, that level of productivity, what is the end state? If Vic is saying that we, we're going to sit down and outline what your, your roles and responsibilities are, then, hey, you should be able to do this, this, and this in this amount of time via the experience in which you have. If you can't do those things, then, yes, that's going to look negatively upon you. If you can do those things plus more compared to someone else who has been doing the job with you for the same amount of time, then, yes, it's going to kind of play a part or role in that. But initially, when I look at or when someone should look at an individual for evaluations, they should be doing th just that, looking at that individual. What do I know as this individual's um, strengths and weaknesses? Are they breaking out of those uh, weaknesses and are they exceeding those strengths or are they just falling and staying with the status quo? Once I determine that, ideally that should give me my evaluation overall. But if I had to, then I could kind of compare them to their peers if need be. But like I said, I don't think at that point I need to compare them to their peers because I've already identified what their strengths and weaknesses are and I've identified if they're being lazy and just being complacent and doing the, the average, bare minimum, or if they're going above and beyond and then I can give them an effective grade. If somebody is doing the bare minimum, their evaluation should not be poor. Oh no, it's going to be average as fuck. Uh, you guys ever see that movie Office Space? Yeah. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I can't remember uh, the exact, you know, the exact verbiage, but basically... Uh, the character's working at that restaurant and she needs to have 17 pieces of flair on her uniform, right? Like, that was the minimum. And then there was the other dude, Brad, or whatever his name was, and he had he had pins and flair all over the place. Well, 
Brad was excelling. He wanted to exceed the minimum. And the the other waitress, she was like, okay, this is what you wanted. This is what you got. Like, if you want more, ask for more. I can provide more. But I'm not going to go out of my way. So with that being said, right, here's my question, right? I get it. I get that. And I don't even know if I have a fucking question. I'm making this up as I go. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, you must at some level be able to understand what bare minimums are and if this is the bare minimum um meaning it's average then yes you're going to get average marking and you should be you should be okay with that average marking but i i think or i would like to think that certain people know that hey this is what i need to do to go above and beyond and i think that they choose not to do that and that's fine that's fine if you choose not to do that if you are okay with a, 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 a average evaluation then take this average-ass evaluation and shut the fuck up. Don't come back and be like, well, I think I do more than... Wait, 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 hold up now. <laughs> right. You think you do more than this? Well, explain it to me. Explain what you think you do more so I can tell you that you don't. But I think at what line is it that the individual's going... All right, I wouldn't necessarily say above and beyond, but let's say at what point is somebody doing all this extra shit to mask... The fact that they can't do what they, they're actually supposed to be doing. Hey, listen. This is, I mean, I'm not going to say this is funny, but my son said some crazy shit to me. He said, because he, he's looking for a job right now. He said, Dad, uh, I was going to do this or work at McDonald's to do this and this, but my buddy works there and he only makes $11 an hour and he has to do this, this, and this. He said, I don't want to be doing this, this, and this to only be getting paid $11 an hour. He said, I feel like I'm getting underpaid. I was like, ooh. Damn. I was like, when I was when I was getting a job, I never thought that. I was like, you gave me a job. I'm doing the job and everything it entails, and I'm getting paid for it. I would never have thought, okay, if I do this and this, I need to be paid more. You know, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Calvin's got a job. <laughs> Calvin's got a job. <laughs> oh, buddy, want to work at McWack Arnold's? <laughs> 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 Whack <laughs> hey, right. hey, listen, it is what it is. But, but back back to what I said, though, DeMarcus. So with Vic's example of the Office Space movie, right? At what point, like, and I, I know that's a complete, you know, we're, we're not. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, but we're not even talking about uh, the, the actual profession that this individual, wherever the, these individuals were working, this person mm -hmm. went, quote unquote, above and beyond by putting, you know, bedazzling the shit out of themselves, right? And, and the yep. individual that just made status quo just made it happen. But I don't think that defines the, the quality, you know, just because one person decided to do extra than the other person that that defines that individual as a better as a better worker. You're right. But here's what I here's here's what I believe. I think we all know to a certain level if we want to excel in something, mm -hmm. no matter what that something may be. We can't just do the outline minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Because let's just think about this. And I'm going to, this is going to be weird for me, but I'm going to just throw this in there. When you pay your car note, mm -hmm. right? Let's say your car note is $250 a month, right? Pay the bare minimum is going to probably take you longer to pay it off, right? Yeah. If you pay more, you'll probably pay that thing off a lot quicker, Correct. right? So in a job, if I do the bare minimum, hey, I'm good at doing the bare minimum. They're going to be okay with me. To keep my job. Cool. I can keep my job. But in my mind, I'm not going to think they're going to look at me for promotion if I'm doing the bare minimum. If I want to excel or progress, I automatically assume 
that I have to take on more responsibility. So I think if you're in a place in your life where you're like, I'm good where I'm at, I don't need to excel anymore, that mentality works. What you just said as far as... You are not wrong. Right? Which is okay. You know what I mean? Now, if you're trying to excel in your career or this is not exactly where you see yourself in life, then by all means... Fucking do your thing, do extra, and it is what it is. I just don't think that it applies to every situation. Okay, that's fair. I, I guess, man. Hey, to answer your or respond to your statement in the text messages, Vic, yes, you are correct. Sometimes we get, you know, we just we just go too far. <laughs> I'll be trying to stay cognizant of shit. It don't happen. Hey, hey what were you going to say, Vic, before you got cut off? No, all I wanted to know is like, do do we do we meet answering Frank's question? You know, he, he posed a question, and and I don't know. We went off on a tangent. <laughs> we always go on fucking tangent. So I I don't know because he never responded back. But I will tell you that Kelly said the twist is always one's person's bare minimum can be another person's full effort. So that's true, yeah. right? And I say that because I I like to think that. The success I've had in my career is not because I'm like a fucking genius. It's because I knew that these motherfuckers were lazy and they fucking suck. And I just wanted to get shit done. So if I did this, this, and this, and this, and this, mm -hmm. and people saw me doing this, 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 and this, and this, they didn't see anyone else doing anything. So it just made me look better and I just fucking excelled. So hey, surprise. Congratulations. Shout out to all those fucking douchebags that fucking do the bare minimums. Thanks, guys. I, I get a, I guess at what point is it, and, and I guess it just depends on your profession, but... At what point is it like you're talented and things come easy to you to do X, Y, and Z and some more? And at what point is it, like she said, uh, like Kelly said, where, you know, a lot of people just got to work a lot harder. And the, what I think of, at least when I say that, is let's think of like people like, fuck, Michael Jordan, right? Oh, Michael yeah. Jordan, arguably the greatest of all time, right? But then you got somebody that's in the nba and they were good enough to make the nba right but they're not michael jordan you, you probably don't even know who it is right but at the same time like you know that he put forth some sort of work and effort to get to where he is now or am i like completely off i'm just i right. mean you got a good point but here's my point my counterpoint but what if they don't what if you just have a motherfucker who's just naturally fucking good at something mm -hmm. comes effortlessly? It's like easy as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. Then no, what? and I, that's what I'm saying. So like, you can't, but you can't fault that individual, right, for just being naturally good at what he's doing. No, you can't. But what happens is they usually fault the person who is not as good because they will expect that person to work harder, to put more Fact. hours, mm -hmm. to train harder. You know all that good stuff. And here's the other thing, though. How about if you are that individual, right, that gets a, some sort of promotion or you move on to bigger and better things, right? And that individual ends up working for somebody that, that evaluated that, that rock star, for example, right? And you come in, you, the new guy, or whoever the, the new guy is, he does what his job is, right? And doesn't do all the extra shit that the other individual does, but you get faulted for it. Faulted for it in, in, in regards to like your evaluations. I mean, then that's, that's, that's something you have to address. Be like, hey, man, this is what you told me I needed to do. You can't be mad at me because I don't do everything the other guy does. But hold on. Time out, time out. Frank, Frank said, how often do evaluators gain training guiding employees to a greater quality of work production? Mm. And Kelly said, very, very simple. She said, 
Life's not fair. That, that's fact. Facts. You, you're not wrong. Yeah. She's not wrong. <laughs> I agree with Kelly. <laughs> She's not wrong. But I think Frank has a very, very good point. How often do those evaluators actually get some kind of training on how to guide and or mentor those employees? Without just completely sounding like I'm trying to dismiss the comment. You about to dismiss the comment? I really think that depends on the company you're working for, the, you know, the, the department, the, you know, there's so many different things that go into, you know, into that question. And, and what I mean is your leadership and team building skills may be different at a Microsoft or at Apple than they would be if you work for your local county's highway department or waterworks. Since I actually know Frank and I know what he's alluding to, I will tell you this right now in no uncertain terms. It depends on the person. Okay. It depends on how fair, if you want to call it that, that person wants to be. Because as, as an evaluator or as a professional or as a supervisor or manager or whatever you want to call it, people establish what their baseline is, what they're comfortable with, what they're used to. Mm -hmm. And once they get that rhythm established, there is very little that's going to deter them from their opinions or their thoughts. Yes, I get it that this is this is an employee that they need to be fair and, 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 and just to, but in their mind, after certain amounts of evaluations, maybe they have established mentally that their evaluation method is fair and just. So now when that employee comes up with an issue or their superiors or direct superiors come up with an issue, it's like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but according to my process that I've been using for X amount of years, this is fair. So yes, I hear you, but I'm not going to change what my evaluation is. So I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, Frank, but that's, that's my opinion on how that looks. I think that a lot of our experiences shape how we move forward with a lot of things in life. And once we get into that comfortable, this is my norm, it's very hard sometimes to pull us out of that. And especially if someone's in a um, a management or a supervisory role. Did you have anything, um, Ego? I I don't fully agree. And that's fine. Um, you to. And the reason I say that is because, and I'll use a different example, uh, and it might not be like a supervisory role, but how many, yeah, actually, yeah, it does. Because usually when you're at a, in a management position, right, You've typically been a part of, you know, either with the combination of experience, education, years in the company, so on and so forth. You've established yourself, obviously, to be in that position. Got it. All right. But at what point, especially nowadays, right, you know, we're in, in, the, in the 2020s now where how and, and I'm guilty of this as well. Like, I'll look at somebody that's been a part of the company for, you know, 20 plus years and you know we're talking about somebody that's being evaluated that might be in the company for like eight to 12 years for example right when do you start saying hey man like what you're doing or your methods are outdated and you need some sort of a reset or something of that sort immediately theoretically but let's just be honest like you can say that all day right. but it don't fucking matter is their observation Right, but so I think at that point you should be able there there should be some some way to convey that and kind of get your point across or maybe escalate it if possible, right? Have you ever been in a position where 
and it's not even just, I'm not even talking about a disagreement or anything like that. But what I'm talking about is an individual is in a position and, you know, not because of he's a shitty worker or anything like that. He might be a great worker. Time out for a minute. Time out for a minute real quick. Frank said, Frank said he enjoyed the first, uh, he said, I did answer the first question and he enjoyed the tangent. And then he hit us with the fucking hashtag tangent. King. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But, but yeah, man, but it's just, I don't know, man. Like, and, and I feel like I've been a part of those things too. And maybe one day I'll be, you know, part of the old school crew that, that isn't susceptible to change. So I think we've all been a part of that, yeah. right? But I think, at least my opinion, I'll say I think, but really I'm just talking about my own personal yeah. opinion. I think we just say, okay, I'm going to chalk this one up to a, to a L mm-hmm. and I'm going to move on to the next one and do better. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, because I, because I, because I think that at, at certain levels we realize that it ain't shit I can do about this right now. That fucking shit is gone. It's, it's down there. It's already submitted. It is what it is. I can't change that person's mind. I can't reach back and pull that. I, I, I just gotta live. I gotta eat this one. Right. All right. Well, that's fair. Vic, we got you no. back or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've just been listening to what you guys saying. All right. What's your What's your thoughts, brother? So I'm going to tell you right now, because his thoughts are coming too slowly. We've been on this top topic for quite a while. So if y'all got anything else y'all want to throw out there, I'll shift. Well, hey, does, does Frank or Kelly have anything else they want to talk about? So they have not mentioned anything. And it's our Freestyle Friday, so we do what we want. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on there unless you got some extra stuff to throw on there. I think Vic might have took personal offense to being someone in the upper management position that's a little older. But that's just me. No, 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 no. I wanted to hear what y'all had to say. I'm, I'm good. Hey, man. His, the, he, he, if, if you're old, you're old. You can't change that. You know, I feel like every once in a while when I talk to my kids, I feel like I might be a little bit older than normal. Well, you should be older than your kids when you talk to them. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm their damn granddad. Nah, They'd be like, hey, dad. I literally feel like, hey, that dad, every don't day, Don't nobody man. use Facebook no more. They'd be like, Dad, don't nobody use Facebook no more. I'm like, what? They don't use Facebook? That's that's lit. They'd be like, Dad, don't nobody say lit no more. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I hear that shit all the time, though. Same thing. It's, it's all about the pictures and the Instagrams and the TikToks and whatever. But the funny part is, is, is especially when we start, when we talk about doing what we currently do, we, we, we do maneuver those social media platforms quite often to get our message across or our messages out so i will slide into a, another topic so i will tell you that if we haven't already identified that for the, the listeners there are five of us i'm drunk so i'm not drunk i'm tipsy so i'm trying to make sure i'm doing the math right there are five of us in this this group so there's demarcus myself there is diana dertry there is vic damone there is dbe uh, that boy ego and then there's t nice so yes so there's five of us we try our best to just speak very candidly about the things that we feel strongly about and then we just at the end of the day we publish it to social media and to the world to listen to it we don't necessarily aim it towards a specific group um, but it's just more of our our venting process if you will and you you guys can speak to that directly if you would like but i i I say that because there was a earlier in the week, excuse me, earlier in the week, I addressed the fact that, hey, you know, we do this for us. And I have to remind myself of that. We do this for us. We don't necessarily do it for the fans, even though we publish it. 
but I know or I believe that maybe some of us actually do shape how we address things to make sure they are politically correct and that we are addressing the fans because let's just be honest here we are 100% appreciative of everyone who listens to our podcast who comments to our podcast who hashtag or shares or promotes us we, we appreciate it 100% but at the end of the day when we first started this this literally was just like a joke like hey we talk about a lot of crazy shit all every day in these tech messages can we put this out in the atmosphere and if we did what would be the response, you know? So I just wanted to kind of like address that. What do you guys got? Yeah, that's that's 100% true. Um, I remember when we first started, actually, we were like, we, even we thought it was a joke when we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And it actually took a little bit of time for it to start up. No, it definitely did. So the actual breakdown of what this is, if we had to get like really political. So Demarcus, myself, I am the host. Cool. Got it. I'm also slash the editor. Um, Diana is the producer, and then everyone else are just kind of guest hosts. But when I say guest hosts, that's not a real depiction of what they are. They're my friends, and they provide a very good, in-depth, and deep perspective on what's going on, not only for us, but in the world. And a lot of the feedback that we get from most of the um, audience or the followers is awesome because they say, and, and most of them say the same thing, you guys take the rhetoric commentary or the thoughts that we have about everyday subjects and you bring them to light so that we can hear someone else talk about them so that we know it's not just us and that's the funny thing because when you hear somebody sharing your same opinions right like sometimes when you're talking to yourself or thinking about something and you're like i wonder if i'm the only one that thinks this shit and then kind of find out man a lot of motherfuckers think the same shit that you be thinking yeah nine times a ten like you would be amazed. When I put that post up, I had one person say, it sounds like you don't care about the audience. And I kind of took that offensively and I had to address it and say, no, it's not that I don't care about the audience. It's just I'm talking to my friends. I'm talking to my friends about stuff that bothers me, concerns me, and I want their input. And when they give me their input, it either becomes a passionate debate or it becomes an agreeance. But it allows me to verify the fact that I'm not alone in a certain thought process and it makes me feel better and hopefully it makes them feel better and from what i hear from talking to some of the uh, the fans or the followers sometimes it makes them feel better so i think it's a win-win yeah even that in or uh, just like when you when you go you sit down and have lunch with your with your folks your friends or whatever and y'all had that little conversation you look around the rest of the restaurant or wherever else you're at and you're like i wonder what everybody else is talking about you know I think uh, one of the things that we bring to light is they're probably talking about some of the same stuff. <laughs> it's just it's just in a different way, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, yep, 100%, I'm talking with you guys, and we're talking about the things that we're bringing up. I do try and have the, the listener in mind. I don't. You know I don't. <laughs> because I don't want anybody to intentionally feel ostracized or or just left out for no reason that's why i I try and approach the things i do i I feel how i feel about what i'm saying i just try and think you know two or three seconds before i run my mouth about what it is that's going to come out for me i say what i say if i get backlash after the fact for saying what i say and there's two things that i've identified one what i said meant something to you and two 
you hurt me because obviously you was, you was following me and listening. So now we're going to probably have some kind of discussion, whether it be I'm coming back to address your comment or you are addressing mine. But now I've got what I've been looking for, which is a response. Correct. Follower interaction and a response. Yes, 100 percent. That's just it's just a response, the effective communication. But what you're doing is not effective. How about that? Whoa, I don't like that. I don't like that. I know you don't, but effective communication is being able to relay some information to somebody and have them receive it effectively. If somebody has to come back to you and say, hey, I didn't catch this part. I heard I heard noise coming out of your mouth. But did you mean this or did you mean this? I personally think that allows room for growth. Just because I don't sit down and think about how I should say this to specific people, I say it how I'm thinking it and feeling it at the moment, and I present it out in the atmosphere, that allows those people to say, hey, look, I interpreted it this way, but I don't understand. Let me reach out to this person. Now, some people will reach out and some people won't, but I think that ability to reach out and address it is what provides you that growth. And, and honestly, that's something that you mentioned in our last talk. Yeah, but I want I want you to pause real quick. Please pause real quick and everything you just said. Now, how does that how does that mirror to you being an evaluator? If you're talking to somebody and they're who you're evaluating, they shouldn't really have to like decipher what it is you're saying. They shouldn't have to decode what it is you mean. So there's two things I'm gonna do. I'm gonna address you directly real quick and then I'm gonna I'm gonna read off Frank and Kelly's actual comments. I will tell you this, in my opinion, and this is my opinion because it came from me, I think that I provided more than enough opportunities for this person to address, identify, and correct the issue. That's my opinion. Whether that's true or not is debatable, right? So I'm just going to throw that out there. And now I'm going to address Frank and Kelly. What's Frank and Kelly got? Frank said, how often are evaluators given book recommendations to help them keep with the times of influencing the modern employee. He hit us with a book. He said, one book recommendation is Emotional Intelligence by Daniel, and I'm gonna destroy this, Daniel Goldman, I think it says. Yeah, Daniel Goldman. How are you almost gonna destroy Goldman? Listen, man, I could destroy a lot of things. It's not hard. Hey, first, Frank, thanks for the book recommendation. I'm gonna check that out. I think that the reading is a huge part of like how you grow into whatever role you're looking into. Oh, so you think it's fundamental? <laughs> reading is fundamental i'm intelligent i can read <laughs> so you know different different aspects of life uh there are different books whether it's you know if you're into a technical trade how to's on this how to on that different philosophies on things and then just different different views different ways that people have been looking at stuff and uh, that's where they keep all the secrets from you guys you know what i mean all the all the secrets to all the questions you guys ever had, man. You find the answers in books. That's why they that's why they keep them there. All right, Kelly said no. When you're trying to get a point across, uh, you should be telling it to the style of the person you want to understand it. So that means obviously, if you understand, if you if you have an idea of who this person is and how they respond to things, you tailor how you come across to them specifically. Yes, I, I agree with that. To Kelly's point, I think she's correct. Assuming Kelly is a woman, you know, I could be wrong. My assumption, my assumption in today's day and age. Kelly is a woman. Yes, she is. She is a woman. Reading books is great. It's awesome. It's amazing. But you still need to know how you want to, one, interpret it, and two, take the new information that you have gained and actually implement it. 
Because just because you have knowledge does not mean necessarily mean you will implement it effectively or in a way that will actually be beneficial to yourself or the person you're evaluating. So just those things are paramount. No, I, 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 I agree with you, right? Like being able to implement something that you believe you've learned is important. But but learning it is is vital to it because otherwise you're just going off dumb luck. Correct. But the problem with that is, or what I think the problem is, is in our field, we have a lot of intelligent people, but that's what they use to make other people feel less intelligent. Oh, I know this, and I'm going to present it in this way, so I'm right, but it's not going to make you feel any better or help you in any way. That's my opinion. And that is a very dangerous way to go about. Just because you have knowledge and you want to convey it to me, that's cool, but don't forget that your intended goal is to hopefully improve me, to improve productivity, to improve success. And if you are talking down to me, those things may not actually pan out the way you would like them to. Oh, so you, so you mean it matters how somebody says something? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that right now. Anyway, I'm going to read off of what Frank's response is. Hey, fans, I want to say, fans, I'm grateful that y'all keep saving DeMarcus. Whatever. Okay, whatever. They're not the saving me. We all know I go in the way I go in, and then I'll adjust afterwards. But anyway, Frank said, topic shift for y'all heathens. Five taboo topics that start conflict or create bonds. Religion, yep. Race, yep. Sexual preference, I agree. Politics and finances. Which one is a point of contentions or a collectivism? So he is saying out of those five taboo topics for us, which one or ones create the most contention or collectivism? In the group? Like, like, which, which one of those topics? I think in life. He didn't, he didn't say in the group. Or, or in life. So there's a difference. Because I would say none of those topics create tension within our group, right? But in life, I don't think I'm... Okay, hold up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vic. He said create or start conflicts or create bonds. So there is a negative side and there is also a positive side. I would I would think for me, I think politics creates stronger bonds. But none of them, none of them to me are points of contention. And I, I say that because the politics are kind of how people are aligned in their views on things. And if you have similar views, you can have a completely different uh, religion ethnic background sexual preference but if we both like to go shooting and we both like to go train and we both like to go do those things then we can get along you know like i, I don't care what you want to do after we're done training after we're done shooting like that's that's what you want to do so for, for me it would be politics uh to create bonds um i don't know i think uh i don't uh, i don't think it's politics um, I don't have something, at, at least off the top of my head right now, that 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 would uh, answer his question. But I will say, as a member of the uh, lightest coat of uh, skin pigmentation in the group, uh, that I feel like sometimes I might be discriminated on uh, by by a member. I'm not even gonna say nothing right now. Probably because you back there eating fried chicken. 
No, I'm not. I'm eating. I'm, I'm eating like some kind of ribs and damn drinking Jack and Coke. Okay, so fried chicken and fried chicken and ribs, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, nothing is fried over here. Air, air fried, air fried. Um, but I will say, like, like, yeah, not, not. I wouldn't necessarily call it racism, but I feel like, you know, sometimes, sometimes I get looked at a little differently because I'm not, you know, not black. So I'm glad you said that because I was going to say that for me, it would be race. I think when I met Vic, it was just easier to talk to him because he related to certain experiences that I grew up with because of our background. I don't talk about politics. I barely talk about religion. I don't really go into sexual preference or um, finances. I just don't. But we didn't talk about race, but I feel like that because of his background, it was easier for me to talk to. Um, so I wasn't, and, and forgive me if I offend anyone, I wasn't going to talk to the, the Caucasian guys or the white guys about X, Y, and Z. I knew Vic knew something about it. I knew Vic had experience with it. So I'd be like, hey, Vic, you remember when this, this, and this happened? Or did you grow up with this, this, and this? He'd be like, hell yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, we good. I mean, and that, that's, that's life, I guess, in general, right? Like people just gravitate to the people that they can relate to the most. Yeah. No, no, and I, and I see those points, uh, you know, through and through. I think I look at, at things to to bridge those gaps to, you know, like different ethnicities, different skin tones, different preferences on whatever. Uh, you still may find that you have bonds with those people that you didn't know existed if you weren't willing to, to open that other door. And that that's what I found. And And again, you know, if you have... You have your choice, you know, hey, who you who you voted for either is or isn't in the office right now. Like, I got it, you know. But just because you see things a certain way and I see things differently doesn't mean that we can't get along. Perfect. I'm glad you said that because he's, he hit on these five taboos. But I think I've, I've addressed this in the past. I share certain viewpoints with specific people in the group. So I know that I can go to them for specific things vice others. So if T Nice was here, I know that if I go and I'm like and I want to burn the world down, T Nice is cool. But I know if I go to Vic, Vic's gonna be like, hey man, let's just let's just sit down. Let's think about this. Let's talk about this. You know, you don't want to do that. You're a grown man. You smart. You got a family. You got people who love you. X, Y, and Z. And if I were to go to DBE, he'd be like, hey man, listen, I don't give a fuck. Like one way or another. I'm like, all right, cool. And if I go to Diana, she's gonna be like, hey you need to stay under control. You need to control your temper and not be the angry black man. I know these facts. So at the end of the day, when I sit down, that purview or how they see the world is what also allows me to determine who I want to go to. So yes, you didn't include it in your top five, but I would include that in there. Because again, like I said, if, if, if I'm in a mental state where I'm like, fuck the world, I know I'm going to T-Nice. Because he's going to be like, you know what, bro? Fuck the world. What we got to do together? What we got to do to make this happen? I'm like, okay, um nothing because you sound crazy but thank you for supporting me you know the the thing that uh that you mentioned honestly when it when it comes to those views i'll talk with everybody and i i don't want to change somebody's mind right like i don't i don't i'm not trying to pull you over into my thought process or i'm not going to try and make you something that you're not all i look for is your understanding of the topic that you're talking about right like 
okay you you believe this well why do you believe that like help me better understand you as a person I'm not gonna say okay oh well this is what you believe well this is wrong and this is why it's wrong and let me show you these other things you don't know about and and walk you down this this path that you had no intention to ever be on but if I can bring at least a level of understanding in you to allow you to be able to accept the idea then that's that's good I'm not trying to change your mind but be open enough to somebody else's opinions as well so I hope that I hope that answered your uh, your question Frank we have not done the live podcast in a very long time but I do enjoy it and I hope that the the rest of the crew um, enjoys it as well because it allows us to hear what you all are saying whether it's you saying it audibly or if you're typing it to me and I'm reading it back to everyone else but we definitely appreciate the interaction and it allows us to take your viewpoints and your thoughts and consideration and address all of those questions that you have so thank you again yeah I think it, and it also makes us think outside of what we just think right and it arises questions that we probably don't even think about and some other individual brings it mentions it and then boom right then and there we answer it instead of when someone's just listening to the recording later on and they probably had some sort of a question or a comment or something that they wanted to include and obviously it wasn't captured in the in the recording itself right correct and looking at frank's question again i know i addressed the positive side of it or the pro i'm going to address the con now so i'll be t- i'll tell you right now anything that's politically driven i have contention with like there have been conversations with myself and um vic that were like he's on this side i'm on this side i don't necessarily agree but we kind of find some way to kind of meet in the middle or at least hear each other so that works but i think that for me political the biggest contention point yeah and i think i try to stray away from those political conversations um in general man because you're not gonna you know unless you guys share the same stance you're not going to convince somebody to change or, or to think differently about a certain topic. That's a lie, bro. What do you mean? We all know that if you, if you yell and cuss enough, you can convince anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look how, many, look how many Samuel Jackson movies became a hit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. How, you, how, how does, snake, how yeah, does snakes on a plane become a hit? Motherfuckers. How did Samuel Jackson become a goddamn Jedi? That's the that's the real question. He Nick Fury and everything. <laughs> Cause he had a wallet that said "bad motherfucker" on it. All right, so I will tell you that Frank laughed at the statement that DBE made of lightest member of skin pigmentation. Uh, and I will also say F U DBE because DBE is allegedly eating a spicy chicken. Popeye's sandwich. <laughs> it was delicious. All right. <laughs> no, nah, man. We was talking about you eating some fried chicken. No, we, you was talking about that. Okay. I'm not doing fried foods right now. I got a gut. Ah, I see. I thought it was the sugars that you had to stop, though. Them sugar bugs, man. You got to stop them. Oh, you got a little kegerator, man. Your belly hang over your belt buckle? Unfortunately, man. My six-pack done turned into a whole... A whole live keg, and I ain't happy with that. Man, my pants be a little bit tighter than I expect them to be nowadays. I don't like it. I don't like it. I know Diana said she was 105 and she was happy, but I tell you that I was 150 from high school until the age of at least 33? 150? 
150, brother. 150. Yes. Man, I'm 255 right now. Hey, listen, be be proud of it. But I'm just telling you, now that I'm 180, uh, those extra couple pounds feel feel horrible. Oh, you had a little too many. You've been in a little pandemic demi. Had you some snacky snackies. <laughs> now you got you a little tummy tummy. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Food food makes me happy. We already know that. Yeah, and you say you eating some ribs right now? Mud butt. <laughs> Yo, I'm mixing it up. You're mixing it up? I'm saying I'm mixing it up because I'm eating these uh, boneless ribs. Boneless ribs. I'm eating some damn boneless ribs. Yeah, man, don't 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 go there. But um Now you know what? No, 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 no. No. You stop talking right now. There was a time I was doing a lot of uh I was trying some different vegetarian things out, right? Planks. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that planks, yeah. And I and and that's right. I had found these um meatless wings. No, wait, no, that's a different story. Boneless and meatless are completely different. No, we're not no you said boneless ribs, dog. I don't even know what that means. That means there's pork meat that doesn't have a bone in it. You was eating meatless, allegedly meatless wings. So they not wings. I never had a boneless rib, man. It's a rib. It's a rib. It's got it's a bone. It is a bone. Listen. Yeah, man, they they took the rib bone out and they used the rib meat. Nah. Nah, man. You sound like you eating some McDonald's McRib some. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to attack me because we, we hit you hard that one time on those on those cauliflower wings. You did hit me hard, and yes, I'm firing back. Because now you wanna you wanna go on a juice cleanse and you're trying to do all this extra stuff, talking about my sugars, got my gut hanging. Yeah, man. I know you I know you grew up with the with the people in the South. They're like, oh we got the sugars. I don't even know what the sugars is, but I know I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is, I don't need it. And I don't want it. Oh man. You trying to kill me early. But no, I, like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, mm. I'm eating these boneless ribs, mm -hmm. these wavy, sweet and spicy barbecue um Pringles. And these chocolate-covered gummy bears. So you basically said, "Fuck what Wayne said." You right. This is look. This this is my cheat day. Nah, ain't no way, man. This is my cheat day. You can't have it. Not none, none of that sounds like you're trying to be healthy. Not one. Not one thing. You got sugar in the barbecue sauce. You got cheat day. If you do it right, if you do it right, man, you don't ever feel like you need a cheat day. Get the hell out of here. I feel like if I were ever to go into like a hardcore, like workout regimen or regime, whatever you want to call it. You mean if you went more than one time a month? Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to say, man. I feel like I would be so depressed. I'd be on the edge of death. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, um, it's funny that you say that. Real, real story. I go to the gym to help fight anxiety and depression. That's good. That works for you. Good, man. I mean, but you also look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so. Yeah, PTSD, depression, anxiety, like going to the gym helps me fight that stuff. So, it might, it, what I'm saying is, if you... If you you heard, did you hold on, hold on? Let's not ignore that. Did you just hear what DBE said? No. Nah. He said you also look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So I be hitting the gym too. <laughs> he worked out every day the last twenty years. Well, that's a part of it. That's because I'm so damn depressed. But no, what what I was gonna say is, if you get into a little bit of a routine with your workout, you know, even if it's like four days a week. Uh, and and you get a, a routine going or something like that. I, I bet you'll not only start to feel better, but you'll you'll notice those results you're looking for too.
Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, brother. I'm going to tell you right now. And I, and I told the wife this. If any day that I wake up and I have fucking um, abs, if I wake up and I have abs, you best believe that Instagram is going to know I have abs. <laughs> I'm going to be out there shirtless. I'm going to be out there pantsless. I'm going to be out there just, ah, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then when I get. Are you going to do the, are, are you going to do the cliche before and after pick? You, maybe, maybe. If I can find an old, a old shirtless fat picture of me, sure. But when these women get in my DM and I address this with the wife, look, it is what it is, brother. It is what it is. I'm just going to let it go. I'm like, hey, I can't help it, baby. I got abs now. I want the world to know. I'm proud of these abs. You should be proud of these abs. Talk 11, part two, part two, part two, part two, part two, part two, part two. Thank you for everyone who has participated with this live podcast. Kelly, Frank, and Chase, thank you. Please keep following us, promote us, and let other people know. And we will definitely send you the invite for the next podcast. I am Demarcus Black. Hey, that boy Ego. This is Vic Damone. Appreciate y'all. And we are signing out. Good night, and thank you for listening. Peace.